Hi friends, welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. In Luke chapter 8, the scriptures recount a story, a story of a woman who had been ill for 12 years, painfully so. The word that it uses to describe this woman's illness is hemorrhaging. And so this hemorrhaging woman had gone to doctors in the world seeking a remedy and a cure for 12 years she sought, even to the point where she had spent all of her money, all of her livelihood, chasing the healing of this disease, and nothing worked. In a moment of desperation, This woman is here, and she sees Jesus walking in front of her, and she says in this beautiful act of faith within her heart, she says, if I can just touch the tassel of his cloak, I know that I will be healed. So long she had tried everything else. And now she has this beautiful moment, and she fights the crowds, and she touches the tassel of his cloak, and it says that she is immediately healed. And she's ecstatic. Can you imagine 12 years carrying a weight and a wound within you? And you're better. But that's not my favorite part of the story. My favorite part of the story is not the miraculous healing, it's what happens after that. All of a sudden, Jesus says, who touched me? And he's in a crowd, and they're surrounded, like everyone's pressing against him. And he knows that someone with faith had touched him and was healed. And so he says, bid her come to me. And it says that when she realized that she had not escaped his notice. I love that line. Luke chapter 8, verse 47. When she realized that she had not escaped his notice, she went to him. And he takes her and he says, daughter. And then he gives her his peace bestows his peace upon her. She was okay with just being healed, just touching the tassel. But Jesus was not okay with that. That was not enough for Jesus. Jesus did not just want to heal her. He wanted her to be with him in a relationship, to come to know her, to restore her, to call her daughter, and to give her his peace. Far too often, our desires and our hearts for a relationship with the Lord is too small. We need to allow our hearts to be expanded to the heart of our Lord, a heart that loves us to the point that he was willing to give and did indeed endure torture and death for us so that he could bid us to come to him and so that we would realize that he has never, never not noticed us and he desires us. In our gospel today, it promises 
Jesus says, all of you who are tired and have heavy burdens, I will give you rest. And I don't know a single one of us that hasn't been carrying something in our lives that where we don't need to reach out and touch Jesus and be healed. I don't know a single person in today's society that's so frenetic and about returns on investments and all about what you can do for people. And your worth is measured in the amount that you can earn. I can imagine that in this busyness of our culture that all of us feel burdened. And I want you to know that you have not escaped the Lord's notice. But it's not enough just to reach out and touch the tassel. He's not okay with that. He came into the world. He was born of a woman, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, perfect in and of himself, became man. He who is rich became poor so that we who were poor and wounded may be healed and become rich in him. He is not okay with just the simple touching of the tassel. He wants a relationship, a deep and abiding one with you. That is indeed the thing that heals. God could have snapped a finger from heaven and wiped away sin, but he chose to enter into our experience so that he could show us in our experience how much he loved us. And so he bids us to come to him. And in the relationship with him, that is where we find our rest. If you are experiencing uh, anxiety, fear, if you're heavy laden and burdened, and it just feels oppressive upon you, I think there's all, all of us can grow in ways in which we rely and take the yoke of the Lord upon us. It's a beautiful imagery. Uh, in the first century, they would till ground using beasts of burden, and the instrument by which they dug the furrow into the ground was pulled by an ox, and it was very heavy. And if you yoked two ox together, you would get more, an augmented amount of power, more than just one and two added together, you would get so much more. And so Jesus says, in your weakness, become strong by following after me. Come to me. Be in relationship with me. So I want to talk about some ways in which we can enter into relationship, and if perhaps we feel we're in a season of being burdened, what are some things that we can do to really receive from the Lord? I want to talk about Sabbathing, I want to talk about silence, and I want to talk about surrender. The first thing that we need to do if we really want to be healed and we need to allow the Lord to give us his peace and his rest is to recognize that he in his commandments gave us an actual commandment that says there is a day that is meant to be for rest and restoration. Do we Sabbath well? Or do we treat this day, Sunday, like every other day, except we have to get the kids and the family ready to go to church. But other than that, it's like every other day. 
If that's the case, I would start there by fulfilling the explicit commandment of the Lord to keep this day holy. To talk with your community group, with your family, with your spouse, and make measurable action items of how this day is going to be something special. One of the things that I do, and I already failed at this this morning, is I don't look at emails from Saturday evening all the way through Sunday. So no email day, and already at 7.30 in the morning there was an email I had to send out. (laughs) But I fight for that. I try to not watch television except when I'm watching it with somebody else, and I use the rest of that time for reading because I never get a chance to read. But you can make measurable and concrete things that make the Sabbath an actual day of rest where it is different than every other day, and that is part of the gift of the Lord in His commandments. His commandments are not to be, meant to be burdens, they are meant to lead to freedom in life. Let us live in that. And by following the commandments, we touch Him and He heals. The second thing I would encourage you to think about is in your own prayer life, or in your life in general, to think about silence. Psalm 46 verse 10 beautifully says, Be still and know that I am God. Part of our frenetic nature is thinking that everything depends upon us. And when we enter into the silence of our life, there is a gift that we know and we begin to let go so that the Lord can be who he is. Now, I know that there are probably some parents in this church today that are like, Father Edwin, I would love silence. (laughs) You just tell me how, keep the nursery open full time, I will take it. It is a difficult thing to fight for, and maybe it's a metaphorical silence where we're trying to the best of our ability to create some space for the Lord. But when we we make that space, there is indeed beauty. And so if you have a daily prayer time, which we should as disciples, a concrete, measurable daily prayer time, maybe just start by adding a couple minutes where you just sit with the Lord. Maybe after you've read some of the scriptures and you just sit with it and allow his presence to love you as you are loving him. And then finally, I would talk about surrender. The verb in the gospel today where Jesus says, I will give you rest, it's pane pao in the Greek. It is in the indicative mood. For those of you who have never studied languages, uh, Greek has several different moods. There is an interrogative, which is a question. There's a conditional. There's a subjunctive. There's an imperative, which is the command form. This verb is in the indicative. It is in the fact. I will concretely, without a doubt, give you rest. And so sometimes we need to surrender to that because our lives in the season that we live may not feel very restful. It may feel like we are on the choppy ocean and the water and the Lord is asleep in the back of the boat. But then we surrender to him, to his will and to his timing. Delay does not mean denial. 
When the Lord does not work exactly in our timetable, it does not mean that he has abandoned us. And so we surrender to him in those moments, and we say, I know that you will, in some future moment, if it is not now, bring peace and rest within my life. And one of the ways in which we notice that we don't surrender to him is perhaps a spirit of complaining that happens within our lives. How easy is it with our friends and with our spouses and with our family members? Can we, when someone asks, how is your day, we can be like, oh, I'm tired. Or we can instantaneously start to talk about a coworker that is annoying us, or we can complain and we can almost try to trump each other on who has the worst story for the week. <laughs> this is a place where we haven't surrendered to what the Lord is doing, that he will bring us rest. And so what the scriptures say is to confront that complaint with the surrender. It says, have no anxiety or fear among you in Philippians 4, but in prayer, in thanksgiving, in supplication, allow him to give you that peace. And so I would encourage you in that surrender to, if there's the complaining spirit within our heart, to be filled with gratitude. Because we do not, and we are not supposed to wait for 12 years to be healed. Jesus is here today, and we will touch him and receive him in the Eucharist today, but it is not enough. He, does not, he is not satisfied with that. He wants a deep and abiding relationship. You have not escaped his notice, and he calls you forward, and he gives you his peace. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.